Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm your host for this podcast series. This is episode 89 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is the elements. And we are going to be speaking with my good friend, Melissa Sinova, the author of Kitchen Table Tarot. Hey, Melissa. Hey, what's up, G? Hey, not much. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, it's been a weird week, but, you know, the strong kind of look forward instead of behind. So I'm looking forward as much as I can. Absolutely. I think as tarot readers, that's what we tend to do anyhow, right? Yep. There's always another card to pull, you know? <laughs> yes. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic because elements are important, in my opinion. And, you know, what I'd like you to do for my audience is explain what are the elements in tarot and why should we know this? Well, um, the way that I see it, and some folks have a different opinion of, of which elements go with which um, suits, but I see that the wands are fire, the pentacles are earth, the cups are water, um, and the swords are air. And the reason that those resonate with me is because when I teach and when I read the tarot, if I see a lot of swords, that's a lot of um, air energy and thought, and you're all up in your head. Or if there's a lot of wands energy, you, you know, feet on the ground. And you're moving, and it's action-oriented. And I see, like, if you start with the, the Ace of Wands, which I see as a match, and you build up to the Ten, which is a bonfire, and it's out of control. So that visualization, matching the cards with their elements, really helps me hold on to what the card means and to how it affects the people I'm reading with. I also think, too, for people, when they get stuck, having something like that is like a touchstone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you know that swords are the air element, that is something to help you then to start tuning into an interpretation when you draw a blank. Right, right. And I think that um, Mary Greer has this wonderful trick of, like, if you pull a card and you don't want to know what it is, look at it. Look Mm -hmm. at the card and look at the picture. And if you apply the elements to the different cards, you can see it. You can see, like, if you have the Ten of Cups and it's upside down, where is all that water going? Mm -hmm. What's happening to it? What does gravity do to all of that emotion? Um, and if you have the Ace of Cups and it's, it's right there in front of you, that's, you know, overflowing with blessings. So if you give it the same uh, tendencies as the element, it, it, it kind of behaves the same way. Right. Absolutely. And briefly explain what each element is and what it represents in tarot. Um, I, well, and I also do, um, I have readings like this, um, but the, uh, I, for the pentacles, I have it as a grounding and earth energy. Um, And when I do an earth uh, element reading, it's kind of about the person's home Mm. and how to make their home safe and and about money and being secure. And if I have swords, that's, you know, intellect, it's about your job, it's about being bored, um, and that's your error. Uh, The cups are about emotion and your heart self, you know, what's going on in your relations uh, with other people. And um, what didn't I cover? Wands, right. So that would be your body. You know, that's, that's what makes you move. That's the instrument of motion. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fire. And um, when I think about, like, the, I don't know, the three of wands as opposed to, the, you know, the two, which is that building kinetic energy and you're getting ready to move, and the three, man, you're out the door, you mm-hmm. know, and it just keeps going. And the four, you're about to break through some great opportunity and about to head and start on an adventure. And it all just keeps moving until the action becomes chaotic and a little out of control. So it just, 
I don't know. I think that it simplifies the learning of tarot, but I also think it deepens your understanding of what the cards are. I totally agree with that. I think it, it provides a nice structure mm-hmm. so that, um, you know, everything can kind of work together. Yeah. I, you know, even though we always talk about the four elements, I like to think of the major arcana as the element of spirit. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, yeah, I think probably a lot of us probably think that, right? Well, because they're like the, um, I always compare the minor arcana to like the stop signs and road signs, and the major arcana is a stoplight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is a giant decision that needs to be made or will be made for you. Um, and it's someplace that you have to stop and look around and make sure that you're, you're okay to move forward or backward, you know, whatever the case can be. But, yeah, I think that it has to do with your spirit because those are the times in your life where you have to see your whole self. Yes. It's just about how am I financially, how am I physically, how am I spirit, you know, or um, emotionally. It's how am I in my whole self with my whole spirit. How am I? And if you get the devil, eh, maybe you could, you know, change a couple of things, right? Or if you get, you know, uh, the higher fit, maybe there's someone you could go talk to so that you can move forward well and you can treat your spirit well by moving it forward um, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know? So the tarot um, elements are sometimes associated with class, mm-hmm. you know, such as the pentacles being the merchant class. What do we need to know about the elements in regards to class? You know, I have not worked with them in that way. I've read a couple of books that do, but I kind of just touch them into the, you know, earth, air, fire, water kind of thing. Um, but I do think it is, um, I think it's a handy way. Like if you think of the swords as knights, mm-hmm. you know, coming to save the day. Um, and that's kind of the swords cut through all the BS, you know, that's kind of what they do. So I can, I think that however you can apply the elements that it works for you mm-hmm. and that you instantly understand what they mean so you can learn your cards better. I think that's fantastic. So, you know, if we are looking at the class, though, a modern interpretation, let's say for like the merchant class, uh, Pentacles would probably be somebody who is like, maybe running an Etsy shop or maybe there's somebody who has right. a cafe, right? Yeah. And I, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I have a friend who's a financial manager and he, he's doing okay. You know what I'm saying? He's doing all right. Yeah. And he's always, always, always the king of pentacles shows up in his readings. That always. makes so much, so much sense because, too. Because he surfs the market. Like I, he never mm-hmm. has gone, had his head underwater with, with his investments and with his business. He just keeps growing and growing and he's managed to like, stays so grounded that even if the water's rise, the surfboard doesn't, you know, and he's just like hanging out. He's not falling off. He's not slipping into the water, into the cups. He's staying on the firm ground of the pencils. And uh, it's really cool to watch him succeed because I think the reason he does it is because he is so grounded. Sure. And he is, he is that king of pentacles. He has both feet on the ground. He has, you know, a firm grasp on his pentacle and uh, he keeps his eye on it, you know, and because he is so centered, nothing can tip him over, you know? And yeah. I just, I love that. And I love that for him too, because I'm, I'm proud of his success, but he hasn't changed that. And so I've been reading for him for about, oh gosh, probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And every single time that card comes up, I'm like, keep your eye on the ball, man. You're doing great. And he says he thinks about that. You know, what have I, what good decisions have I made in the past? You know, I always kept my eye on the ball. I always focused. I always, you know, so it just, it just kind of helps people, I guess, lead them to the, to the healthy conclusions, you know? Right. Right on. 
So um, what might the elements tell us when it comes to timing? You know, I think, I always think of like um, the fire building, right? So I think that the numbers have a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have one, I think that's a spark, like one ace, one stick, one match. Um, but I think the higher you get with each one, you know, the ten of swords is a, is a whole different story than the ace of swords. Right. And I think that if you get the ace of swords, that gives you confidence to move at a steady pace, right? And the further you increase up, you know, ones, twos, threes, fours, it gets a little more chaotic. You hit the five and the seven and the six where you're trying to get to safety and things are a little more frantic. And that's kind of how, you know, your mind goes. If you if you get really worried, everything goes kind of bananas. So in pacing, I would say if if you have like a one through four, you can take your time and set your own pace. Mm, but I think mm-hmm. as you get further along, with the more swords is more chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe you need to make a quick decision, or maybe you just sit your ass down and wait. If it's the Ten of Swords and you're bleeding out, don't get up and try to race anybody. You know, sit down and be still and wait for it to pass a little bit so that you can stand up again. Makes total sense. Yeah. You know- and also for timing, I like to use the elements, you know, for the seasons, too. Oh, that's a great – see, I love talking to you because there's always this different perspective that I, I've never landed on. And you're always like, hey, what about this thing, Melissa? And I'm like, this is why I love you. So well, you I, know, there, there, there's, there's so many ways to look at tarot. I mean, you're never going to get sick of it. I know. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love it so much. Mine, too. So I tend to associate the cups with um, – I used to associate them with with um, spring, but now I I've changed my mind because I I've seen I think Mary Greer is the one who associated the wands with spring because things are beginning to bud and the cups with summer because everything's you know really lush and it's flowing and then the swords with fall time because everything's starting to get cold and windy and then pentacles with winter because that is when all the seeds are underground. And you want to stay in your home. Yes. Let's stay grounded. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. fantastic. I love that. So what do we need to know about elemental dignities? Are they important or is this just a preference? I think it's a preference. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that there's something to it. Now, you know me. I learned how to read, like, by teaching myself with one book, right? Like yep. 100 years ago. So there are a lot of theories that I've come into as, you know, later in my tarot career. So I just kind of look at them and go, that's pretty cool. Right. And then and then keep doing what I do. But I do like the elemental dignity. So kind of what this means is if you have um if you have fire and water together, if you have a um a cup and a wand together, what do those two things make? Mm-hmm. You know, you have steam. Can't right. see very clearly. It gets weird. Um, so I do think it's beneficial when you're reading for people to just kind of take a glance over the cards that lay down. If you have a lot of wands, boy, everything's going to be moving in quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have a lot of swords, you need to know if you're being, you know, paranoid or if you just have a lot of thinking to do and you need to, to get through it. So I think it is really, um, it can be really important. Um, and it's, again, all of these different angles, man, all these different tools to use to learn these cards. It's fantastic. Right, and you know, and also, there's so many artists coming out with with different interpretations um, of the cards, and that ends up leading to other ways of looking at the cards, which I yeah. really love. Isn't that awesome? I love these new decks that are coming out. Like, uh, there's the Numinous Tarot um, by Knowles, 
and uh, they have people all different colors, of abilities, of um, genders, of sexuality, and they also name like the pentacles or the tomes. So it's a place mm. where you go to sit down and get knowledge. And the swords are the bells, so it's that ringing of clarity. And I just love that new interpretation. Bells and swords for me, like that works. I've got it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I love seeing all the new interpretations of, of my cards, you know, that I love so well. I'm like, dude, knock the dust off. Show me something new. I can't wait to learn. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And my the deck, of course, that I'm the most excited about is the David Bowie deck, the Starman Tarot, yeah. which... Oh, my goodness, I cannot wait to see what that one's looking like. But anyhow, <laughs> we don't want to get off topic here. So I would like you to share. Now, I know you've got a new book uh, coming out. Could you share, like, one, like, little exercise that people could do to work with the elements in tarot? Yeah. Um, okay, well, give me an element, Steve. What do you think? Um, let's go with cups. Why not? Okay, so with the cups, it's um, and there are two points to the book that I'm doing. One is that you have to kind of refine your questions on occasion. So the example I use is that a lot of people call me and ask if they're going to die alone, and they're serious. They, they're uh, either just broken up with, they're just divorced, and they're worried they won't find somebody else. And I like to redirect that and say, okay, let's instead of asking something that yes or no won't help you, right? Mm-hmm. it's not going to help the problem right now, let's ask what is it about my emotional self? that I need to reset. What stuff am I dragging along with me? Um, what stuff do I need to release? What stuff do I need to pull into my life to make me here and now okay to die alone? It's not mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world, you know? And But we're, we're kind of conditioned to have this fear. And so I like to cut through that fear with a question, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to work on myself, mm-hmm. right? So if you do um, a spread, and I like to do for the little ones, because I do like big, long readings, and I do short ones, I like to do two cards on the top and one at the bottom. The two on the top are what can you let go of, and the one at the bottom is what can you pull into your life, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say that you've got um, the lovers inverted upside down, and then, um, I don't know, the the sword, uh, ace of swords inverted up uh, on the top, and then on the bottom, um, I don't know, let's say the hierophant right? So the two cards on the top are telling you, the lover's inverted, you've got to get over this guy or girl. You've got to get over him. You've got to shake it um, somehow. And a little trick that I ask people to do is to write the personal letter and then burn it mm-hmm. and let the ashes blow away. That seems to work pretty well. And the other one, um, oh, what did I say? can't remember. Anyway, so the other one will have some kind of action attached to it, whatever that card is, whatever's holding you down. If the hierophant is something you need to pull in, maybe this person needs to find a place of worship. Maybe they need to go back to school. Maybe mm-hmm. they need to readjust all that emotional energy that they're pouring into this old relationship and pour it into themselves mm-hmm. and um, put their life on the right track and put it in a place that, that serves them, you know. And I found that most of the readings that I do, um, they're, they're sad because, you know, love, love disappearing is sad. But there's also a lot of hope to them. Like, look at all the stuff you can do with this energy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of empowering. And so that's kind of what I like to do um, with the elements reading is look at whatever, your home, your heart, your mind, your soul, whatever it is that you're looking to reinvigorate or to hit a reset button on. What can we do right now to get you okay with where you are physically, where you are financially, and then move forward from there? 
Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. Yay. And I'm just so appreciative of you taking the time to share your wisdom with my with my audience, Melissa. Um, you know, your book, Kitchen Table Tarot, is so fabulous, so modern. And I know you've got another book coming out. So can you tell me about this upcoming book? Yes. And anything, um, I would do anything for you, Tracy. <laughs> you know, the feeling's mutual, babe. <laughs> so the new book is called uh, Tarot Elements, Five Readings to Reset Your Life. Um, and it is, uh, there's a chapter devoted to each part of your life. So as I said, mind, body, heart, soul, and home. And um, I tell a little story from my life because this is vulnerable stuff. So I'm going to get vulnerable with you, you know. Um, and I tell a little story in about uh, two example readings from friends who volunteered and whose names are changed. And then I tell you how to do the reading for yourself. Um, and then uh, it just kind of, helps you look clearly because it's really hard to see the maze when you're in it right it's just green walls right if you isolate each part of each part of your life into a different element into a different um section you know if this is i need to know about pentacles i need to know about my home and my finances it makes it easier to clear the rest of the crap away and to just focus on that one thing so when i have clients who who do the elements some of them uh do all five Mm-hmm. And they'll take three months for each element. Mm. And there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And by the end of the process, that's not a worry anymore in their life. Right. Their purposes are set. They don't have to worry anymore. They have um, an even place to start. And maybe that means that they're not paycheck to paycheck anymore. It doesn't have to mean you win the lottery. Right. If you focus hard enough on it and you throw enough energy into it, something will shift so that you have a solid place to land, you know? And it's really fantastic. I've really enjoyed doing them. So that's what the book is. It's kind of me walking you through how to do these readings uh, for yourself. Um, and there's whole chapters on, like, sometimes you do the whole reading and then you're like, well, hell, now what? And mm-hmm. so I have people like uh, Beth Maiden let me use her bridging reading, which is really great because it shows you how to get from here to there. Um, and I have, you know, card descriptions in the back just in case somebody didn't buy my first book. Um, so it's, it's fairly thorough, and, um, and there are also exercises and homework, because you know I love giving out homework when I do reading. So. I know you like doing that homework. And, you know, I was the girl in, in high school who never did homework, but the teachers had no choice they had to pass me because I always aced the exam. Me too. <laughs> I never studied. I was like, I don't need to study. This is easy. And I got straight A's. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, anyhow, so the book is coming out, and also, um, where can people find you, Melissa? Um, the book's coming out February 2019, and if you Google Little Fox Tarot, you will find me. Wonderful. And people, if you're listening, I do suggest that you do follow Melissa. She's quite brilliant. I love her blog. You should get a copy of Kitchen Table Tarot, and as soon as her new book comes out, make sure that you Snatch that one right up. It's going to be fabulous. Thanks, T. Thank you. This has been awesome, and thank you again for sharing your wisdom. I really, really love this, Melissa. I love talking to you, honey, anytime. I love talking to you. And, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And remember, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, 
and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening, and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're digging Tarot Bites, do me iTunes. This will help more tarot-curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I love to finish off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. 